Cinewag. A chinwag about cinema. Hello and welcome to Cinewag. I'm John. I'm Sophie. I'm Tony. And I'm Jordan. And we're here to talk about Tom Cruise. Brilliant. What I find really interesting is Tom Cruise, Ball 56. Do you know how old Tom Cruise is this year? 56. 56. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I did not know that. Completely unintentional. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, quick quiz question. What is Tom Cruise's name? Mapatha the Third. Yes. Thomas Mapatha the Third. No, I didn't. I remember that. I used to know loads of alternate names for pub quizzes. His name is Tom Cruise Mapotha or Mapatha the Fourth. Oh, the Fourth. So he was born in New York in 1962. He moved about a lot as a kid. He actually went to 15 different schools in 12 years and was regularly bullied. He bought his first motorbike at the age of 12. He wanted to become a Catholic priest, but then decided to go into acting and was in his first film at the age of 19, which was Endless Love in 1981. Since then, he's made a ton of money. (laughs) Yes, he has. Very successful actor. I've got a very quick early quiz for you. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. Off the bat. I haven't even finished the biography. So, he is the first actor in history to appear in five consecutive $100 million US box office films in a row. What sort of era are we thinking of here? The film before the first $100 million is Far and Away, 1992. Oh, so there were five older. films after that that he was in. Mission Impossible. A Few yes. Good Men. Yes. Eyes Wide Shut. That was the one just outside. Okay. So you've got A Few Good Men and Mission Impossible. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Am I two? No. One of them he was in with Brad Pitt. Oh, Interview with the Vampire. The Vampire Chronicles. <laughs> and then there's another one. I'm guessing he's a lawyer or something in it. The firm. the firm. Yeah. Wow, okay. He's actually been in 16 films that were over 100 million in the US box office and 23 films that were over 200 million in the worldwide box office. As of September 2017, the total, in fact, if we want to guess, his total dollars worldwide box office in all the films he's been in, bear in mind he's been in less than 50 films as an actor. I'm going to say it's close to 3 billion. Tony's guessing 3 billion I'm going 1.5 billion. Okay. I'm going higher. I would get close to 5 billion. Nine billion dollars. Really? Wow. Wow. In less than 50 films. He really brings it in, doesn't he? Yeah. So which film do we think we should start with? Well, an early movie I recall him being in is a movie called The Outsiders. Oh, okay. I've not heard of that. I've never heard of this film. Oh, really? It's quite an early movie. It's got Rob Lowe, Ralph Macchio, Emilio Estevez. So kind of like the Brat Pack from the 80s plus the Karate Kid. Yeah, kind of. And it's about two rival gangs in this American town. Wait, 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 wait. Emilio Estevez is the Karate Kid. No, no, Ralph Macchio is the Karate Kid. Uh, Emilio Estevez, Rob Emilio Lowe, Estevez Demi Moore. is the one from the Mighty Ducks. Yes, he is. I thought you were saying the one from the Mighty Ducks was the Karate Kid. No, he's not. Where did you get Demi Moore from? <laughs> she was part of that Brat Pack back in the oh, 80s. Oh, right, okay. A few good men. Ah. Hey! I don't think she was in The Outsiders, though. It's about two gangs. One's kind of like a rich gang called The Socials, and one's a poor gang called The Greasers. Two of the guys from The Greasers end up getting attacked by the guys from The Socials. It ends up becoming a story of revenge. It's quite an interesting one. Cool. Not so into gang films. (laughs) (laughs) When did he become Tom Cruise? Was it A Few Good Men? 
Risky Business is a really iconic film for him. I've seen that dancing bit where he's yeah. dancing around in his shirt and his panties. Bob Seger's old time rock and roll. Very Absolutely. iconic film. He plays a teenager called Joel and his parents go away on a vacation. So he's left with a free house. Is it like Ferris Bueller, but with Tom Cruise? Sort of. It's a little bit darker because he takes his dad's car out for a drive and he accidentally damages it. And then he has to figure out a way to raise money to repair it. Rebecca de Mornay plays Lana, who is a prostitute, and she helps Joel start raising some money. It so gets a little bit in, out of hand. Turns into a pimp. The house turns a little bit like into a brothel. Right. And it's a very 80s film. It's not great, but it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, it's quite <laughs> enjoyable. It. If you were young when Tom Cruise was young, you might have seen this before some of his other ones. I grew up with Tom Cruise as like Mission Impossible, that kind of thing. So going back to seeing him being really young and being really irresponsible, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Wow. To answer your question, really, Tom Cruise didn't really become Tom Cruise as everyone knows him now until Top Gun and probably Days of Thunder as well. They're just absolute classic movies. Oh, good. It's so fun. Ah, uh, see, I've seen part of Top Gun. Okay. I just thought it was really. Oh, so, so it didn't take your breath away. <laughs> nice, Tony. Nice. No. So we might get Did into it not the, take danger you to the danger zone. <laughs> yes, John, no, I yes. like the other song in it. What? Mighty Wings? No. Do, 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 do. Are <laughs> you talking about from Rocky. Hearts what? on Fire? Hearts on Fire. That's wheels from on, Rocky. Is it Hearts on Fire? Hearts yeah. on, not Wheels on Fire. That's <laughs> the montage of Rocky Four where he's weightlifting no. up a mountain. Are you sure it's not in Top Gun? Yes. Maybe you haven't seen Top Gun, No, Sophie. I definitely have. This is the one with planes. It's called Goose or something. It Goose, yes. Anthony Edwards. <laughs> and Amazing. there's two pilots in a pilot school and they're both really cocky and annoying and then they try and come onto the one woman that joins the crew or whatever. Yeah, of course. She's the teacher. Didn't like it. Val Kilmer's in there. It's amazing. Michael Ironside. He's in this as well. Have you seen Hot Shots? Yes. Hot Shots was based on Top Gun. Yeah. Did you enjoy Hot Shots? I bought Hot Shots for you a couple of Christmases ago and tried to watch it with you, if you recall, and I turned that one off as well. <laughs> okay. But I thought I liked it because oh. I think when I was a kid, I thought it was funny. I don't know. Top Gun is just such an iconic 80s film. Again, Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer film. Is it better if you see the ending? Or is it just like <laughs> generic? Most films are better no. when you get to the end. All films are better when you get to the end. <laughs> well, you know, there's a developing drama and it's just one of those movies that shows a group of people at each other. And then when serious stuff happens, they kind of like go, you know, we kind of actually should be working together. And mm. I think, you know, it's such a good movie, especially for that era. And, you know, it wouldn't of like encouraged loads of people to sign up for the Air Force afterwards if it wasn't for that movie. So yeah. And the aerial photography is Absolutely. insane. I think lots of people have a very nostalgic feel about Top Gun. You've got the amazing soundtrack. It's quite a cheesy film, yes, but it's pretty awesome fun. They're doing a second one too. They are. Maverick. Yes. He's going to be so old, it's going to be funny. Do you think he'll be the teacher? By this time he should have retired, so who knows. Oh, it'll be like his son is in the flight school and he's the teacher. Oh God, it's going to be awful, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> We're all going to watch it. You all do that. <laughs> Days of Thunder followed on with a similar kind of role. Tony Scott, same director, made oh. Top Gun and Days of Thunder. That makes sense, actually, because, you know, you see a lot of the similar formula. You can. In Days of Thunder, he plays a racing prodigy named Cole Trickle. Racing like horse racing? Daytona. <laughs> Daytona. <laughs> stock car racing. <laughs> also is where he met and ended up marrying Nicole Kidman. Yeah, she plays a doctor in this film because there's a near-fatal crash between Cole Trickle and his rival, 
the two of them are taken into hospital and Nicole Kidman's character is, is evaluating. Is his rival called like Woody Pickles or something? <laughs> nah, Rowdy Burns. Oh, oh that's so close. That's even better. Played wow. by Michael Rooker. Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's a fabulous role played by Robert Duvall. He's brilliant in it. Yeah. Absolutely amazing score by Hans Zimmer. It's a great film. And he's very likable, Tom Cruise. Top Gun and Days of Thunder just really put him on the map. They really did, yeah. He's always good in films. I can't think of very many bad films that he's been in. He's got a lot of charisma. And with these kind of roles like Days of Thunder, they're really playing up on that likability and charm that Tom Cruise has. I can tell you someone that doesn't like his acting. Okay. Fun fact... Anne Rice didn't want him to be in Interview with the Vampire. She publicly criticised the casting and then she saw the film and she bought a two-page ad in Daily Variety for over $7,000 apologising and saying it was a great performance. Okay. He's Edward, yeah. Edward. Twilight reference. Please ignore it. (laughs) Oh, okay. He played Lestat, one of the most key figures in Anne Rice's books. Lestat is the older vampire. I think it's more of a Brad Pitt film where he's becoming a vampire, learning all the new things. Yes, it is. You've also got a really young Kirsten Dunst. She gets turned into a vampire as a child, so she has to live out her eternity as a child. And it's made by Neil Jordan, who we spoke about when we were talking about Byzantium with Gemma Arterton. Oh, yeah. It is very long. Yeah. No. So which Tom Cruise films have you seen, Sophie? I have seen A Few Good Men, 1992. That is a good film. So, a guy in the army or military of some sort dies. There's an investigation to see if there was any foul play. And Jack Nicholson's in it. It is a good film. It's a very, very good film. Oh, and Tom Cruise is in it. And he's like a lawyer and he's very young. And they've kind of put him in to be the lawyer that loses, but then he wins. Well, he kind of wins. It's also a film with Demi Moore. Hmm. She gives a good performance in this film. Tom Cruise also played a lawyer in another film as well. Ah, you're going to the firm of this. I am going to talk about the firm. Now, Sophie brought this up in her quiz. I really, really enjoyed this film. Has anybody seen this film? I've seen a version of The Firm about football hooliganism, but not the Tom Cruise one. I have seen the Tom Cruise one, but I don't really recall it that much. I think this is a really good film. Tom Cruise plays a law graduate called Mitch McDeer, and he's got lots of offers from companies. He's just graduated from Harvard, and he decides to go with a small but prosperous firm in Memphis. So he moves with his wife, and he starts to work under the direction of Gene Hackman. After a couple of weeks, two of the lawyers at the firm are in a mysterious boating accident. And then very soon after, Tom Cruise's character is contacted by Ed Harris, who claims to be from the FBI. And he plants the idea that the firm is not all that they say they are. There's corrupt dealings going on. But Mitch isn't necessarily convinced. And it's then about the cat and mouse of who does he trust and there's a conspiracy, and it's actually a really engaging film. And it's got an amazing, amazing piano score by Dave Grusin. Brilliant. It's such an iconic score, and it really, really drives the film. And I don't think we've suggested many thrillers for you yet, but this is a really good one. It actually sounds like it has potential. It's really enjoyable. I do recall enjoying this movie, but I don't remember it too well. I just remember Well, I liked it. A Few Good Men, and that was a law film, and this one is a law film that came out the following year. That's one for you to think about. Yeah. I think you might enjoy this one. Another earliest movie that I really enjoyed of Tom Cruise, and that is Cocktail. Have you seen it? A long time ago. Sophie, maybe? No. Okay. Cocktail is a brilliant movie. It's Tom Cruise alongside Brian Brown. One's like a kind of renowned bartender. He moves to Jamaica to open a bar. There's a bit of love. There's a bit of comedy. And, you know, there's a small serious twist. But it's a very straightforward movie. It's just really enjoyable. 
And there's been lots of films like this where Tom Cruise becomes very talented at something. He's either very yeah. talented at driving or he's very talented at flying planes. This one, he's very talented at bartending. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great. You can't take it too seriously. I agree, Tony. Yeah, it's not a serious movie at all, but it is another great movie that I remember really enjoying. It's kind of along the same lines as The Colour of Money. And this also stars Paul Newman, who won a Best Actor Oscar for this role. He takes Tom Cruise on as his protege and trains him in the art of pool hustling. So they go on this road trip. His girlfriend goes along with them and it's about them hustling pool. Is that like pool the game with balls on yeah, a table? Yeah, exactly right. Yes. yes, absolutely. When you say hustle, you mean what, like bet against people? Like, oh, I'm really crap, I'll lose against you. That, that kind of, of idea, yes, okay, absolutely. Right, okay. And then there becomes competitions and things go wrong along the way. Have you seen The Colour of Money, Tony? I thought I hadn't, but I have. You've literally just jogged my memory. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed this movie. It's a Martin Scorsese film as well. People seem to enjoy Tom Cruise, don't they? Yeah, because he's not always serious. A lot of his films are just very enjoyable. He has played some very serious roles in serious films, but as I said before, he's very charismatic and he's a likeable actor. That's obviously why he's so successful. Would you like to know just how likeable he was? Other than a grossing nine billion. Other than that. Uh, Disney decided to model the face of Aladdin on Tom Cruise. Fabulous. Disney-fied. Well, unfortunately, as charismatic as he is, Tom Cruise has never actually starred in an animated film. Although he was originally cast as the voice of Captain Planet. He pulled out at the last minute, but that was a really iconic cartoon series and it had so many famous people in it. I'm just going to rattle off a few for you now. LeVar Burton, Whoopi Goldberg, Elizabeth Taylor, Sting, Martin Sheen, Tim Curry, Neil Patrick Harris, Meg Ryan, John Ratzenberger, James Coburn, Dean Stockwell, Jeff Goldblum, David Warner, Dionne Warwick, Malcolm McDowell and Danny Glover. They all starred in Captain Planet. Wow. This is a phenomenal cartoon series and I can't believe that Tom Cruise has never lent his voice to an acting role in an animated film it's very surprising his voice isn't (laughs) heart (laughs) what's the crap one Another fun fact, he has refused to lend his image to anything to do with computer games or merchandise or anything. So you can't go out and buy a Tom Cruise doll or see him in a computer game or anything like that. And that might be along the same sort of lines then as why he doesn't want to become an animated character. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have not seen much of these films that we have spoken about so far. So I'm going to talk about a film. It's an action film because, you know, what a surprise. It's a little bit serious. It's a little bit funny. It is Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, excellent. Oh, okay. Also known as Live, Die, Repeat. I absolutely love this movie. Saw this in cinema and it was just such a fantastic premise. See, I must admit, I feel like Edge of Tomorrow might be the direction I might go in. Because Ooh. I remember you telling me bits about it before. So the rest of you are going to have to think of some stuff to come up against it. But please tell me again about it, because I remember it sounding good. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is essentially Groundhog Day, but with an alien war. Tom Cruise, he's a bit of a coward, essentially, which is nice to see Tom Cruise playing a coward. He gets forced to go to war. And he dies. That's not yeah, a spoiler. Yeah, maybe this isn't the film I wanted to see. <laughs> but no, but as he dies, a dying alien leaks its blood on him. This special alien blood essentially causes him to suddenly awake again when he's just about to go into war. So every time he dies, he then wakes up and he's in the army camp. So he has to try and figure out, first of all, what's going on with and him. And he remembers. Yeah, he remembers everything. Yeah, he no remembers one else remembers, time. but he remembers what's going on. He has to try and survive longer than he survived the last time. He eventually realises that he has to meet up with this one kind of super soldier woman. Rita. Rita, yes. Ironically, also the same name as the character from Groundhog Day. And Power Rangers. 
and Power Rangers. <laughs> the evil one from Power Rangers. Yeah, Rita is played by Emily Blunt. Yeah. And she's brilliant in this film, actually. It's really funny the way that they do it. You can imagine kind of the Bill Murray Groundhog Day when he wakes up and he's just like, oh God, not again. And you've just got these multiple ways of Tom Cruise dying in kind of funny ways. It's not intentionally funny, but some bits are very funny just because of the context. Each time Tom Cruise dies, he gets a little further up the field. So he works like step to the left, step right, roll, and then he dies again. And each soldier is wearing an individualized mech suit. So they look really cool. And the aliens, the mimics as they call them, they've got really lovely design in this. It starts off initially as this battle again and again, but quite quickly it develops into a storyline between Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt's character and their journey as they try to get to the resolution that they seek. It's actually a really good film. And it's made by Doug Lyman. He made Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He also made American Maid, which is a recent film with Tom Cruise. But this is a really engaging film. I think you might enjoy it. I'm kind of glad John mentioned this one because it's a really good one. Okay, well, it sounds better when you don't mention the Alien War. So, Have you guys seen the War of the Worlds remake? Yes. Excellent film. I thought it was really good too. I felt like it shouldn't have really been called War of the Worlds. People were kind of expecting War of the Worlds as it was previously. And there were some scenes that were very much an homage to War of the Worlds, but it's very much a separate story. I thought it was really well done. Isn't a lot of it like him hiding from the aliens? It's quite a tense film. And yes, they're hiding out because you have these giant alien walkers capturing the humans. This is a Steven Spielberg film and the visuals are so beautiful in this film. Can I ask, where's it set? In America. Because the original one was set in like Swindon and it was meant to be about the hell of commuting and the hell of modern life in that you get up, it's dark, you go to work, you spend all day at work, you get home, it's dark, you repeat the next day. It was meant to be this monotonous hell suddenly being attacked by aliens and then you have to learn how to cope in this new world. That's what I'm saying about the War of the Worlds. It's very much a different story but on the same kind of events. Tom Cruise's character, is is he trying to find his daughter or is it his son? Tom Cruise is looking after his daughter, played by Dakota Fanning, on this journey as they try to escape the aliens. But it's also about that sort of father-daughter dynamic, because he's sort of estranged from his daughter. It's a really interesting film, very well made. It's got narration by Morgan Freeman. I do prefer the original. I think where I've already connected to the original and heard some of the original radio, I don't think I'd get on with it. My only criticism of this movie is the ending. It kind of felt like it was a really, really good movie. Then it was just like, wham, just cut off and you're like, Yes, it did finish very abruptly, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, it did. But I didn't think that sullied the film too much. No, no, It was still a very good film, very tense in places. It was, it, it captured attention perfectly. There was another sci-fi movie around the same time as Edge of Tomorrow, and that was Oblivion. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. This is an awesome visual feast. And Brilliant. it's a good Tom Cruise movie. Yes, What's absolutely. it about, then? The world was kind of, like, destroyed or something, and... <laughs> obliviated. <laughs> Tom Cruise is on a orbital platform in the atmosphere, and he is running checks yeah. on planet He's Earth. Wally. He's up there with this lady and they're checking the state of the Earth. Like that with the Chris Pratt. Not Not, passengers. Not quite like passengers, no, no, no. I can't really talk too much about the second half of this film because when Morgan Freeman's character arrives, there's a massive shift in the plot. 
I think this is a good film. It's made by Joseph Kaczynski, who made Tron Legacy, so visually it is stunning, this film. And it's also got Bond girl, Olga Kurienko, she's in this. I love how you keep going back to visually stunning. This is Sophie we're talking about Yeah, as well. none of these things appeal to me. But it's quite a thought-provoking sci-fi. You might enjoy this more than you would Passengers, actually, I think, because of the themes that are come yeah. into play towards the end of the film. It kind of is almost a believable future. Yes. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Have you seen the movie Moon? No. Oh, what a film. Oh, it's a shame. There's also an element from that in there too. Definitely, Tony. But it's not one we can say too much about the plot about because there's a big twist kind of halfway through. Yeah. And Yeah, okay. So if this kind of sci-fi doesn't get you going, how about an older sci-fi? Have you seen Vanilla Sky? See, I think I have. Ooh. Can you just jog my memory? Have you seen us, John? I have seen this a long time ago. I can remember Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Because she was in the original. Yes, she was. And Tell it was a bit about. weird. I can remember he was really ugly in it. This is probably one of my favourite all-time movies. This is based on a Spanish movie called Open Your Eyes. Open Your Eyes. This is almost a carbon copy of the older movie, just kind of like more Hollywood. And Penelope Cruz plays Sophia, who was also in the original Spanish movie. Tom Cruise plays David Ames. He's inherited his father's fortune and company. He's a bit of a playboy. He's a bit spoiled. And he pretty much gets whatever he wants. So all we know is that he's been indicted and he's being interviewed by a criminal psychologist about a murder. And he's wearing a mask. And there are some key events that lead up to this. And he ends up telling a story of what's happened and where it goes from there. It's got Cameron Diaz in there. Kurt Russell plays the Kurt psychologist. Russell, yeah, he's brilliant in it. And I can't really tell you more because it's just so much twisting going on in it. If you haven't twisting seen it, if you pool. haven't seen it, I can't say more than that because it'll just spoil it. But fantastic performances. His friend is played by My Name is Earl. Jason Lee. Yes. This film, although it is sort of a sci-fi, I'd put this in the same vein as Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's yeah. a very enigmatic film about character, about relationships, perhaps not as thought-provoking as something like Her, where it kind of lingers with you, but it's an interesting film, definitely, Tony. It's one of my favourite Tom Cruise movies, so... I feel like I can picture him and Penelope Cruz running in, like, an empty street with lots of bright light. That's all I can remember. I think you, yeah. you might have seen the trailer, maybe from when your mum was working in the video shop and you I can remember the I think I saw it then, but I can't really remember yeah. it. Yeah, see, when this movie first came out, I avoided it. I just thought it was a generic romance movie, and it's really not. <laughs> no, it's so much more than that. And the scene I think you're alluding to, Sophie, is the start of the film is Tom Cruise running around on his own in an empty Times Square. It was a very famous scene because they had to shut down Times Square for a while so that Tom Cruise could run around it. But yeah, it's, it's a really interesting film. Well, I certainly can't remember it if I have seen it. Okay, so. all right. Well, shall we talk about another Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz film? Night and Day. Oh, God. What a awful film this is. I've seen it. I haven't oh, seen goodness. it. Sophie, give us a synopsis. Um... Exactly. And that is night and day. Yeah. Hang on. I remember there's a bit where Tom Cruise has got the same bag as Cameron Diaz and they're in the airport and he slips something into her bag or he swaps their bag so she ends up taking something through security for him. I think it's like some kind of microchip or something. I think at some point he flies a plane and kills loads of people and it's just a generic action It film. is. If this film was an ice cream flavour, this film would be vanilla. It's Sky. kind of bland and it's missing something special. I don't remember it being that bad. I remember it just being an action film. It's not a good action film, though. Yeah, it's completely forgettable for me. And like you were well, saying, I've forgotten it. you remember <laughs> little bits of it, but that's about it. It was just some cheesy one-liners, a bit of a romancy thing, and Cameron Diaz was like, all, oh, I don't know what's going on, and then suddenly she's all like, oh, I want to be a spy as well. 
And it was just a bit meh. They're good friends, though, Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise. That okay. doesn't surprise me, considering their chemistry in, in yeah. this guy. And you can't really talk about Tom Cruise without talking about his phenomenal stunt work, because yeah. he has become an amazing stuntman. I was literally just about to mention, from a terrible spy film to an awesome spy franchise. Yeah. Awesome. Say Mission Impossible. Mission, Mission Impossible. That's the right one, yeah? It is the right one. Absolutely, Sophie. And I loved this TV series. Did you guys watch it? I just remember the smoke or yeah, fire burning the fuse, across. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bomb, like. yeah, it's a fuse, yeah. So we're going into Mission Impossible territory. We're entering the IMF. <laughs> okay. What's the IMF? The Impossible Mission Force. <laughs> it's the company that he works for. Like Acme. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you want to go with that one, yes. I was thinking cartoon, am I wrong? It's not a cartoon. No, no. I know, but that's sort of comic, oh, okay. cartoony. No? Well, no, no, no. It's meant to be a proper spy agency. It's yeah, just called, called the, the IMF. Yeah, they're called the Impossible Machine. What was it? Mission. Impossible Mission Force. Right. I'm just thinking of Get Smart now because that's a spoof of Mission oh, Impossible. Oh, I love so. Get Smart. So Mission Impossible has been spoofed many times, but the films, they are played seriously, but they're very enjoyable. Absolutely. It's an interesting series. Everyone is very different. Absolutely. The first one, proper spy, intrigue, espionage story, really interesting. The first one was really good. You got introduced to Ethan Hunt, who is Tom Cruise. The first mission that they have is seemingly quite simple. Not an impossible one. Not an impossible one, but there's double crossing, lots of twists and turns, and it's all very interesting, and it's very clever. As John mentioned, each film is very distinctive. Yes, they are a franchise, but you don't necessarily have to watch them in order. The first one, as John said, is very much an intrigue film. The second one, made by John Woo, I would say is sort of an action film more. Definitely. The third one was made by J.J. Abrams, more of a revenge story because it has this really intense scene at the beginning. Ethan Hunt's captured along with his girlfriend and she's killed right in front of Ethan Hunt. And so then the film is about Ethan Hunt trying to catch the man who killed her. And there's another plot around it. It's a pretty good film. Number five is Rogue Nation, which for me was not a very strong missed film. missed off number four. I did miss off number four intentionally because Ghost that Protocol? is my absolute favourite. Yes, Ghost Protocol. This is confusing. Okay, so if we just talk about Ghost Protocol. Perfect. The start of the film, the IMF are implicated in a bombing at the Kremlin. So all of the agents are now being hunted. They're being Ethan hunted. Ethan is one of the people being hunted, yes, absolutely. So Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt, puts together this team of rogue agents and they try to clear the name of the IMF. I think this is easily the best of the franchise. And the reason I say that is because, for me, it is the one that is closest to the essence of the TV series. And it's all about how the team members have to work as a team to solve the mystery instead of relying on their gadgets. It's made by Brad Bird, who made The Incredibles. It's got great characters. It's funny. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg's in it. Jeremy Renner's in it. Paula Patton is fabulous in it. It's also got Leah Sadu, who went on to become one of the Bond girls in the film Spectre. It's an amazing film. Has it got ghosts in it? It doesn't have ghosts in it. They're rogue. This one's Ghost Protocol. Oh, no, but that's the name of the protocol for disavowing all the agents. Right. They become ghosts. Not like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously. And I'm not going to spoil it too much, but this film has the most spectacular stunt sequence. And all I would say is it involves the Burj Khalifa skyscraper, and it is staggering what Tom Cruise does in this film. Absolutely mind-blowing. It's brilliant. This one is one of the best ones. I was going to say, you kind of skimmed over 
number number two a little bit too quickly for okay, my liking. Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's a great film. When I was a kid, two was my absolute favourite because it was a cheesy action film. There was lots of slow motion. There was lots of doves, doves flying, and Tom Cruise doing backflip martial art kicks and things. Is it actually him? Does he do stunts? He yes. does a yes. lot yeah, of yeah, all he does. does, does stunts. He really does. Really? Yeah. 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 Right at the start of the film, Mission Impossible Two, Tom Cruise is free climbing up a cliff face. Meh. It's phenomenal. <laughs> But yeah, I really enjoyed that one when I was a kid. Now that I've kind of watched it again as an adult, it is a bit generic and silly, but it's still very enjoyable. Which one's your favourite of the uh, series? See, I have unfortunately seen them all. I like them marginally more. <laughs> Why unfortunately? Okay, that's fine, Tony. Because I had to pay for them at the cinema when I saw them. <laughs> I marginally enjoy them more than James Bond. I remember the first one come out, I think it was a year after GoldenEye. Yeah, they were very similar times. Because GoldenEye's my favourite James Bond movie. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought you hated James Bond. I do. He does. But Mission Impossible is actually a very refreshing take on a whole spy genre. Because Mission Impossible itself was kind of like an homage to James Bond, but an American take on it. I kind of enjoyed the first one. Then the second one, I kind of went, uh, yeah, that was a little bit cheesy. And then the third one, I was like, actually, I didn't mind this. And then Ghost Protocol, I didn't mind this. And then the fifth one came, and I was like, I don't mind this. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then what kind of made me start really hating it is, progressively, if you start from the first one to the last one, they grew more and more in trumpets. <laughs> the okay. level of trumpets kind of increasing each time, it kind of increased my hate robots? for them. Are there, there some, are some, robots, some yeah, yeah, kind of okay. some robots. Do they counteract the trumpets? Is no. it like trumpets raise? It really doesn't. You know, trumpets are like the devil's music. As a series, it's all right. They're a bit more enjoyable than James Bond, so. I'm not sure it's a ringing endorsement. They're slightly more enjoyable than James Bond. <laughs> but remember, James Bond films are awesome. Yeah, so you can take that in either way, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you all like Top Gun, so. Time for a quiz. Okay. This quiz is from the Guardian newspaper, June 2014. It is Tom Cruise quotes. People quotes or film quotes? Film quotes. Yes. It is one or two words you have to fill in. Okay. First one. Show me the (laughs) Jerry Maguire. Well done, Tony. I want the truth. Very good. (laughs) A few good men. But seriously, a blank could do your job. Two words we're looking for. It's from Tropic Thunder. This is such a good film, but I don't remember. It I is, don't remember this. But seriously, a nutless monkey could do your oh, job. I was going to say monkey. But anyway, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Ray. Blank sucks. Um, It's from Rain Man. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get it. It is Kmart sucks. Oh, of course it is. I have no idea. Haven't yeah. seen it. Okay. My name is Joel Goodson. I deal in blank. Drugs. No. This is from Risky Business, It I'm is assuming. from Risky Business. Um, Two words. Good times. Oh, you're so close. My name is Joel Goodson. I deal in human fulfillment. Oh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way of calling it. Close of good times. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one. I feel the need. The need for speed. There you go. Yeah. Very good. From Top Gun. Well, shall we talk about another one of my favourite Tom Cruise films? Rain Man. Oh. Ba, 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 ba. Who's seen Rain Man? I've been to the danger zone. <laughs> no, no, that's Top Gun. You're getting it right for Top Gun. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> Although this film does have beautiful music by Hans Zimmer. So Tom Cruise plays Charlie Babbitt, a young man who is dealing in luxury cars. He's taking his girlfriend on holiday to Palm Springs. On the way, he receives a phone call that his father has died. They cancel their holiday and go back so he can attend the funeral. 
Tom Cruise's character, Charlie, is estranged from his father and is frustrated to realise that the $3 million inheritance has been put into a trust fund and all he is receiving is his dad's car and some old rose bushes. So he goes to find the beneficiary and the manager of the trust fund and it turns out he has an older brother he didn't know he had. His brother is called Raymond. He has autism. He's high functioning. He is very intelligent and has a fantastic memory. And he is played by Dustin Hoffman, who won a Best Actor Oscar for this role. Charlie takes Raymond on a road trip while he tries to figure out how he can get his half of the inheritance. And it's all about Charlie and Raymond developing this relationship that they didn't know they had. And in terms of a pairing, these two actors are perfectly cast. They work so well together. It's a very emotional film. It's uplifting. I just think it's a sublime film. And in terms of Tom Cruise delivering a performance of high-caliber acting, this is brilliant. This is one of my favorite Tom Cruise films. Have you seen this, Tony? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Rain Man. I enjoyed it too. John? I haven't. No. I just think I've seen various scenes and I've heard the soundtrack as well. I remember the soundtrack, which is lovely. Yeah. What movies have you seen with Tom Cruise? Well, actually, he kind of reminded me with Rain Man because there's a quote in Tropic Thunder about Rain Man and Tom Cruise was also in Tropic Thunder. Okay. Tom Cruise had a very small role in this film, but he absolutely stole this film. And that's very difficult considering you've got Robert Downey Jr. as a black guy. You've got Ben Stiller as an action hero. You've got Jack Black Jack Black as a kind of comedy genius. I but, oh, tried man. to watch Tropic Thunder and I couldn't get through it. I knew she was going to say that, but I had to mention it because if anyone hasn't seen Tropic Thunder, it's hilarious it's and not. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know, oh. every, every time I watch Tropic Thunder, some scenes just catch me off guard and they're just so funny. Yeah. Tom Cruise plays Les Grossman. He's an absolute <laughs> knob and he's hilarious and he's completely overweight and he's just swearing down the phone when they're trying to take a hostage and oh man, it's so, so funny. He is absolutely brilliant in this I, film. I read a thing online that said that he made up a lot of Les Grossman's tropes, like that he liked to dance or something and he made up that he was going to be bald. The credit sequence of this film is a ludicrous track while Les Grossman is dancing throughout the credits. It's hilarious it's brilliant yeah this is just a passing one could possibly be on the list for ben stiller or robert downey jr but yeah it's not a tom cruise film speaking of robert downey jr did you know that tom cruise was originally hired to play tony stark iron man no i did not know that sophie i think i kind of heard about it but well we could talk about another franchise we're going to talk about the dark universe have we all seen the new version of the mummy i have i have not there no. is only one mummy film, and that is with Brendan Fraser. Is it actually he plays Brendan Fraser? It's no. a different character, and it's a different mummy. What do you mean a different... Like it's not different... Imhotep. It's called oh. The Mummy, but it has nothing to do with the Brendan Fraser film. Yeah. So this was an attempt by the film studio to start a franchise, like with Marvel and DC, and they wanted to have a world where the mummy and all these classic monsters could exist together. In a world where mummies and weird creatures exist. Exactly right, exactly right. And I gotta say by mummies and weird creatures. I quite like this film. I actually really enjoyed the new Mummy movie too. I think it is actually quite underrated. And the only thing that I didn't like about it was actually Tom Cruise, because he doesn't make a believable, low-ranking 56-year-old soldier. 
He is 56. Well, that's my point. He would not be a low ranking or he wouldn't even be in the army still at that age. That's a good point. So that is the only thing that really threw my mind about this movie. But if you just kind of look past that, it was actually a really good movie. And Sophia Botella, she's just fantastic as the mummy. Yeah. Really good. It's got Russell Crowe in there as well. Another good actor. Tom Cruise's character has a much bigger part in the franchise they were trying to set yeah. up. I didn't particularly enjoy the comedy sidekick played by that guy from New Girl, Jake Johnson. I thought a lot of his comedy fell flat. Yeah. But the world that they created, I thought was really interesting. Visually, it was quite nice. They tried to link back to Brendan Fraser in some elements with faces in clouds and stuff. It would have been better if they'd just taken it in their own direction. And I don't think they actually used the mummy herself enough in the yeah, film. Yeah, I agree. Have you seen this, John? I've seen the trailer for it, and I know what you mean by the faces in the cloud, and it just seemed like a bit of a rip-off, as opposed to a reimagining. I'll probably watch it as soon as it becomes like available on TV or something, but yeah. I wasn't too fussed to catch it at the cinema. It's worth watching. I just don't think it's one of Tom Cruise's best. I agree. <laughs> We could mention another franchise that he's in. Yeah, let's go for it. Jack Reacher. I saw the first one of this. I have seen both. I've seen the first one. Are there only two? There's only two so at, the far, at the moment. They're planning more. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really go much on this film. So yeah, I, don't really go I, I didn't much. particularly enjoy <laughs> no. these films. In comparison to other franchises like Mission Impossible, they were quite weak. Tom Cruise is playing basically a detective of sorts. Is he called Jack Reacher? He is called Jack Reacher. He's playing Tom Cruise. I thought the second one was actually slightly better. It's got the lady from How I Met Your Mother, Kobe Smulders. Yes. And that had a little bit more intrigue as a plot. But generally, I didn't think these films were as strong as some of the other ones he's done. Next. Let's talk about Oscars. I have that information. He's only ever been nominated. He's not won an Oscar. That is true. Can any of you guess the three films that he's been nominated as Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor in? Born on the 4th of July. Last Samurai. Born on the 4th of July, yes. Last Samurai, no. Magnolia? Yes. Do you look? No. I'm just good at films. (laughs) Far and away. No. Far and away. Lovely. (laughs) Rain Man. No. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, of course he was. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yeah. So those three he's been nominated for, but he hasn't won. Let's talk a little bit about Born on the 4th of July. I haven't seen this, unfortunately. Has anybody seen this? I saw the first half hour, 45 minutes, and then I turned I've not seen it. Okay. Well, should we talk about Jerry Maguire then? Yeah, absolutely. This is a very famous film. It's got Renee Zellweger in it. Oh, is it that? You had me at hello. Yes. It is. It is that film, and it's been parodied so many times. Oh, Most right. recently in the Lego Batman movie. Is anyway. it a romance? It it's is a romance. It's a, romance. a sports Oh, my sports. watch it. Wait, sports what? He plays a sports agent. So there's a few really, really famous moments. There's, like you did in the quote, show me the money. He's got Cuba Gooding Jr. who is the sports star on the phone and Cuba Gooding Jr. is making him say, show me the money really loud. And he's in an office and it's getting a bit embarrassing, but Tom Cruise is just shouting down the phone at him, show me the money. And yeah, it's got the conversation with Vene Zellweger where he's all like, you complete me. <laughs> and oh, you yeah. had me at hello. Yeah. yeah. It, it was good though. As you mentioned, Tom Cruise's other Oscar-nominated performance was in the film Magnolia. This film was made by Paul Thomas Anderson, but I don't think it's one you're going to watch because it's over three hours long. Yep. Can we talk about another movie that's really long? I was going to ask if you want to talk about The Last Samurai. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Last Samurai. Oh, yeah, good. Yes. Yes. It's it's really long. It's not that bad. Such a great movie. Does he play a samurai? Kind of. He plays an American army veteran who is gone to Japan because he kind of works as a freelance military advisor. Mm-hmm. 
he's gone there to train the Japanese Imperial Army in for new weapons because it's kind of like late 19th century where all the guns are just very new. It's like the end of the era of traditionalist samurai and Bushido culture. What happens is, is he's training the Imperial Army who are trying to suppress a rebellion from these traditionalists. After a short while of training, he ends up being caught off guard because the people that he's training simply aren't ready for this kind of engagement. There's pretty much massacre. But after a display of courage, one of the samurai leaders keeps him alive. They nurse him back to good health, and then he starts showing them their way of life. And he ends up fighting for them. Okay. He does. Yeah, and the samurai leader you'll mention is played expertly by Ken Watanabe. Yeah, We're talking Watanabe. about Katsumoto, and yeah. he is a great actor. Such gravitas. And this film generally, such a beautifully crafted film. I think yeah. it's amazing. This is a stunning movie. Very beautifully told on the side of the culture of traditional Japan, and you get to see the kind of way of life. It's very, very beautiful. Does and it have a lot of Japanese actors? Yes. See, this is interesting. Japan actually has designated a Tom Cruise Day. (laughs) The 6th of October started in 2006. Apparently, Tom Cruise is Japan's favourite actor. He has visited Japan more times than any other Western actor, at least 22 times. And yeah, they have a lot of respect for him. That doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of accuracy in The Last Samurai. Not just with the Japanese culture side, but also the change of culture and how Western culture was effectively changing Japan. And you can see the effect of Western culture and technology really starting to be quite viral in Japan. In terms of Tom Cruise's performance, you get to see two sides of Tom Cruise. The first, where he's the military leader, he's quite brash. But the second half... Yeah, it's almost you see this guy who's very cocky just end up becoming very humbled Mm. by what he experiences. And as a character development movie, it's probably one of his best performances, at least from my Mm. opinion. Sounds like it's going to be a really good film. I don't think I'm going to watch it. It just seems a bit serious. And I think Tom Cruise is probably more famous for his action-y type thing. Thing, but we'll, we'll this see, we'll would see. not be a bad movie to pick. There is another sci-fi that we have not yet mentioned, Go on. and that is Minority Report. Yeah, another Steven Spielberg film. Apparently Steven Spielberg got a team together of writers, of technologists, to get together a vision of what they believe the world would be like in 2054 when Minority Report is based. Was this the film where they find out if you're going to kill someone before you yes. kill them? Yes. yes. Isn't it like the precognition? Yeah, they're called the precogs. precogs. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise is Chief John Anderton, and he's essentially a detective, and he works for the pre-crime division. There are three precogs, two male, one female, the female played by Samantha Morton, and these precogs see crimes, in particular murders, before they happen. So then the police go and arrest people before they do the crime. It's all about, is this absolutely certain? Are they seeing the future or are they possibly seeing something that might happen? So there's a real morality tale as well as to are they actually arresting these people that wouldn't actually commit these crimes? I was thinking, are they just lying? Well, no, because they've almost cut out crimes completely. Murders, essentially. I think it was like a 98% reduction in murder cases. So, yeah, it works. Colin Farrell's character comes in to effectively question the legitimacy of this pre-crime system. And what happens is Tom Cruise's character's name comes up for a murder. So he is being hunted by the pre-crime division because they've seen that this is going to happen. And so it's then about who is he going to murder and will he do it? 
And unfortunately, I think the story of this film has dated slightly, but the vision of what the future might be is really very interesting. It's a pretty good film. Yeah, I really did enjoy it as a film. I did prefer the book. Okay. So they based it on a Philip K. Dick short story, but the ending was completely changed. The film is still great. I'm not sure I would kind of vote for it. Yeah, I didn't realise it's based on a Philip K. Dick book. Well, we could talk about a film where Tom Cruise is not being hunted, but is the hunter. And this is the film Collateral. Seen it. Have you? Okay, all right. I'm interested to talk to you about this one because I really enjoyed this film. I only remember the very end. Okay. Okay. Tom Cruise is a hitman called Vincent. He hijacks Jamie Foxx and takes him hostage in his taxi cab. Yes, he does. Yes. And so it's then about Jamie Foxx's character driving Tom Cruise's character around as he finishes all of the targets. I remember him being quite scary in it, actually. Mm, Exactly. Tom Cruise doesn't often play villains. Mark Ruffalo's character, he's a detective trying to hunt the two of them down, I think is a really interesting film. Has anybody else seen Collateral? Yeah, Yeah, a long time ago. I can kind of remember a few scenes of it. One bit in particular, because there was a recent mashup that I saw on YouTube, which was all of the villains from history in a nightclub. And there's a scene in Collateral where Tom Cruise is like walking through a nightclub looking for one of his victims. And there's a fight scene on the dance floor. And yeah, that was included in the mashup. And that was very cool. Oh, right. You've just reminded me there's this other scene where Vincent goes to a jazz club and there's a saxophonist playing and they have this tense discussion about jazz. And you don't know whether or not Vincent is going to kill this character or not. I thought this was a wonderfully crafted film by Michael Mann. Really good film. Yeah, I really liked it. Tom Cruise has made films of high quality with high quality actors, high quality directors. And he was in Austin Powers. Austin Powers? Of course he was. He played Sorry. Austin Powers in the movie Goldmember. Yeah, yeah he right at the start with Gwyneth Paltrow and Danny DeVito. There were so many cameos oh, in yes. that film. So many cameos. It's the least good Austin Powers, but it had lots of cameos. Steven Spielberg. Yes. Quincy Jones. I was just trying to get across his range. And that's the thing. Tom Cruise is an actor with a lot of range and he's done a lot of different genres of films. We could talk about one other film. It's a really interesting film. American Made. Oh, I have seen this. Yes. This is one of the best Tom Cruise films I have seen. Yes. Tom Cruise is a bored airline pilot. He gets hired to run drugs across the border between South American countries and the United States. He then gets hired again by the US government to trade guns with other nations while he's doing the drug running. And then he kind of double crosses both of them. And it's really interesting. And it's funny. Tom Cruise has just the right amount of likability, charm. It's really enjoyable. And he is a pilot. He got his pilot's license in 1994. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Quiz time. Okay. So I got the top three and the bottom three Tom Cruise films from Rotten Tomatoes. We have mentioned five of the six. So if you want to have a go at top three first. Magnolia. No. La Samurai. Nope. Rain Man. Nope. Risky Business. (laughs) Risky Business is number one, 96%. Wow. Minority Report. No. Top Gun. No. Wow, okay. This is an intriguing list. Mission Impossible <laughs> 4. <laughs> yes. What? It's an amazing film. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, 93%. I was actually joking, but yay, go me. <laughs> you want to joke again? Mission Impossible 5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mission Impossible 93% is awful. again. So uh, Mission Impossible 4 and 5 sharing second and third. Okay. So bottom three then. Night and day. No. Oh, come really? on. 
The Mummy. The Mummy is second from bottom at 16%. I think Tony might be a bit sad at what is bottom. Vanilla Sky? No. Okay. The Outsiders? No. Cocktail. Cocktail. Okay. 5%. Oh, According cocktail. to the Such a great movie. I don't care what they <laughs> yeah, say. Well, anyway, the third from bottom film at 22% is a film no one's mentioned called Losing It. I've not I've heard not of it. I've never heard of it. So I'm guessing we should start wrapping up and getting our suggestions together. I think we're going to need at least two choices each. My first choice is American Made. I think it's sublime. Anybody else? Edge of Tomorrow. And I'm going to go with Vanilla Sky. Do any of those three pique an interest at all? I don't want to watch the plain one because it sounds like Jackie Brown. But you haven't watched Jackie Brown. (laughs) And that's an equally awesome film. American Made is actually quite enjoyable. But okay, if that doesn't really tickle your fancy, then go with Vanilla Sky. It's great. It's a really interesting film. The thing is, none of these have really let. What you need to watch, Sophie is Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol. That is my second choice. <laughs> it is a great film. It's really enjoyable. So is Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> so is Edge of Tomorrow. I would say Mission Impossible 4 has some spectacular set pieces, so it has lots of great moments. I think you probably won't care so much about the story and who's who and that kind of thing. See, I like story in a film. This is the trouble. That's the reason why I think Vanessa Sky should be the your pick. So you'd say that one ahead of Minority Report? Yes. What did you think of The Sound of Rain Man? It's a very emotional story. I don't know. I'm thinking Tom Cruise. I want to watch something a bit fun. It doesn't have to be totally fun. A bit fun. Well, I'd say either of those choices, then Mission Impossible 4 or The Edge of Tomorrow, are both fun and actiony, which is definitely Tom Cruise. If I get a second one to recommend, then I would go with Days of Thunder because Ooh, that is classic yeah. Tom Cruise. I didn't like Top Gun, though. It is kind of very much the Top Gun style. Right. Okay. Let's have a serious think. None of you have said Jerry Maguire. It's a great performance and it's a great movie. I do remember enjoying it a lot. But as a movie I want to recommend, no. (laughs) This is always going to be a very difficult choice because Tom Cruise has just been in so many fantastic movies. And no one said The Firm. That one sounded good. Watch it! (laughs) John, you know me the best. When I mentioned Edge of Tomorrow, you said that was the one you were kind of leaning towards. So did I say something that put you off? I just don't remember it being about aliens. I just think it might be a bit too action-y. Ghost Protocol has more plot than Edge of Tomorrow. Which one's got the most twists? Ghost Protocol. The nice guy. I'm going to watch Disney's Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. That's not a Tom Cruise film. Hey, she almost picked an animated film. (laughs) I'll watch Vanilla Sky. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Vanilla yeah, Sky. that's great. I think it's a good choice. It's such a great story. I think you'll enjoy it. Mm. So it's time for Sophie's review for our Christian Bale film choice. Oh, this is going to be great. Yes. Okay, but first, Tom at Chombona getting in touch again says, yes, The Prestige is a great choice. I don't think I've been more confident that Sophie will like one of your choices. So what did you think of The Prestige? Could you tell me what you like about it? Batman versus Wolverine. It starts from such an enigmatic opening shot of all of these top hats, and the entire film is constructed like a magic trick. And I think it's phenomenally acted. The set design is beautiful. The whole era and the way that it's shot, and you see the changes in technology, and then you get the inclusion of Tesla, played by the awesome David Bowie. Yes. Seriously, what could you not like about it? Right, so, first of all, anybody listening, I am going to spoil this film. I hated it. I absolutely hated it from start to finish. There is not one redeeming... The costumes were good. And I quite liked Brandon's wife or... Was it Brandon? 
Christian Bale. Okay. Yeah, Rebecca his, Hall played his, his wife. wife. I liked her. She was good. But the rest of it, I mean, I don't like magic. That could be part of it. I'm not interested in, but you in like magic Jonathan tricks. Creek. But that was different. And he is an ingenieur. He designs magic tricks. This film is about people who design magic tricks. It was and it wasn't. To, to me, the film was just Christian Bale having an ongoing dispute with Hugh Jackman. To the point where they were both just causing each other incredible pain and harm. And it was just a horrible thing to watch. That's kind of what happened. They kind of like harmed each other lots. Yeah, they really did. Christian Bale kills the wife. Okay, he killed her. He definitely killed her. He tied the knots. She drowned. It was his fault. Don't care what he said about, oh, I can't remember what knot I tied. He killed her. And then he gets all pissy when Hugh Jackman comes to shoot him. There's two of them. And that's why he didn't know. If you and your twin were playing the same person, if you like, and one of you messed up and killed somebody, you would be like, oh, twin, did you do it? Well, no, because he may not have just told him. So moving on from the fact that he did or didn't, that obviously is the kickstart to the rest of the film. Mm -hmm. So I felt Hugh Jackman was right to be annoyed with him, although he wasn't right to damage him. But then they both just seemed to just go out to just ruin each other. Everything that happened just was saying to me, magic is pointless, magic is pointless. Come the end, he repeatedly kills himself in the trick. That's That's the point. It's completely futile and stupid. And also, my biggest issue with the film is the Tesla machine. (laughs) What about it? So the whole film is set up about magic tricks. Magic tricks, as we know, are things that might not be easy to explain. They're all about misdirection, whatever, whatever. But they are physically possible things to do. So the whole film was set up on this premise of this is a magic trick, this is physically possible, and I just did think it was completely ridiculous to just make up a load of science. Oh, now we can duplicate things. So we could use magic science that doesn't exist. It's stupid. But the film is not about the magic trick. It's about the psychology of these two guys. I think that final shot where you look down that corridor and the camera just pulls back and you see the final reveal... That's the lengths that this man was willing to go to. Yeah, it's stupid. I wouldn't say it was stupid. It's a dark reflection of yeah. kind of how determined people can get in a very sorrowful time. As you said, he's lost his wife and that's the kind of response that he gets. He completely invests himself in what he does mm. and he loses himself to an extent where he's effectively killing himself, literally. Yeah, I think this is one of the smartest films You're I've seen. You're not saying much, John. I really like it. <laughs> I just didn't. Oh, what, okay, like what score? Zero. Wow. wow. I would rather watch The Rock. Wow, and you really didn't like that film. What did you think of Christian Bale's acting? Well, I didn't like him, but I guess you're not meant to, so yeah, it was all right. Wow, I had no idea you'd think it was worse than The Rock, but okay. <laughs> Especially as it's made by the guy who made Interstellar. It's, oh, wow, okay, I'm very, but that's amazing. remember, Interstellar, I did say there were some big plot holes that I didn't like that ruined the story in places for me, even though yeah. I could tell it was a good film. Yeah. And as I said, the costumes were very good in this film. The scene setting was very good, but I didn't like the story. Yeah, fine. Wow, I can't believe you gave Prestige a zero. Yeah. That's the kind of Shocking. person I am. We made a big mistake on that. I reckon yeah. American Hustle would have been a better choice. Yeah, we should have watched American Hustle. We'll watch American Hustle at some point, because, you know, films. Or The Machinist, that's still a really good movie. And with American Hustle, you'd get Christian Bale, Jennifer Lawrence as well. It's a good cast, good story. Why are you Sorry, wincing, I'm Sophie? Gonna... <laughs> I was about to yawn and I was trying to stop it, and I did stop it, but I made a funny face. <laughs> you made make it a funny face. <laughs> Sorry. It looked like she had a really sour lemon sherbet. 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 Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, from one Christian to another. I've really enjoyed talking about Tom Cruise films today. 
Yes, there's a reason why Tom Cruise is quite special to us here at Cinewag. Because Tom Cruise was the last episode of season two of Cinewag. So this is kind of our goodbye via Tom Cruise. So that's a bit of a shame. Our last episode of season two and you gave a zero. That's a bit of a letdown, but never mind, never mind. What did I give the first one? Jennifer Lawrence was a six. Oh, that, yeah, all right. Season one started with a five, ended on a one. Season two started on a six, ended on a zero. That's fine. Wow. Yeah, and both seasons had a nine in there as well, so. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun making this podcast. We're very thankful to all our listeners and everyone who's contacted us. We're still on Twitter, at Cinewag. You can still get a hold of us on our Facebook page. Tell us what your favourite episode was. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone. We're going to go away and watch Vanilla Sky. And so, for now, goodbye. Bye! Cinewag. A chinwag about cinema.